Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're so glad you joined us here for the conversation. Our study of the Gospel of Mark is focusing on the busy, productive, and life-changing work of Jesus in action. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to today's episode of Everyday Truth. So glad that you're here. Appreciate your faithfulness to the Lord primarily and to the Word of God. How important it is uh, that we be in the Bible every day and you made the right choice. So whether you're driving down the highway or getting ready this morning or taking your lunch break or uh, just retiring after a long day, um, at work, whenever and however, maybe you're exercising, but whenever and however you're listening, I certainly appreciate you joining us uh, today. Uh, some of you are on some of our radio station affiliates, and we appreciate you watching uh, and listening as well. Uh, Mark chapter 1, uh, we're in verse number 21. We're talking about the the call of Andrew and Peter and James and John, and the response, the response to that call, how important it is. It's one thing for the Lord to give us direction or to call us uh, to a direction. It's quite another thing to respond properly. And we learned a a bit yesterday about the proper response. Uh, There's an immediacy. There's a surrender. There's an all in. They forsook their nets. Uh, There's a focus. Uh, they followed him. Their focus was upon Jesus. God, Jesus doesn't call us primarily to a task. He doesn't call us primarily to a program or even to a church for that matter. He calls us to himself, and we need to keep that in mind. Look at verse number 21. And they went into Capernaum. So remember, I told you a couple episodes ago that the adopted hometown of Jesus in his public ministry was the city of Capernaum. Capernaum was located, is located, you can still go there today, on the northern shore of the Sea of Galilee. So many of the miracles that you know about in the ministry of Jesus took place in Capernaum. Uh, Jesus did not grow up in Capernaum. He grew up in Nazareth, a small little village. And there he offered himself, Luke chapter 4. But they rejected him. Not only did they reject him in Luke chapter 4, but he went there a second time in his public ministry, and again, uh, they rejected him. So the adopted home city of Jesus in his public ministry was Capernaum. So here in Mark 1, it says, and they went into Capernaum. So Jesus now, with some that are following him, they, uh, Peter, Andrew, James, John, they went into Capernaum and straightway, Wow, that's the third time in like five verses we've seen that word. There's an immediacy. There's a direction. There's an action about the the Lord. And straightway, on the Sabbath day, he entered into the synagogue and taught. This is so exciting for me because I've been to Capernaum on many occasions, and I've had the opportunity to be in this very synagogue. Now, if you were to go there today, the synagogue, the ruins of the synagogue that you see are actually from the Byzantine period. It's like the 300s to the 600s uh, AD. But the the Byzantine synagogue is built on the the base of 
uh, the footprint of the first century synagogue. You can see that the basalt, that's that black volcanic rock. Uh, we can see the basalt foundation of the first synagogue. So when you go to Capernaum, you're right there. It's just so cool. And the Bible says that Jesus went into that synagogue and he taught. So that was not uncommon. Now, Jesus was a traveling rabbi. He had some renown already because people had seen him do some miracles and he, they'd heard some messages and there was a little bit of a buzz going on. Not quite what it was going to be, uh, but there already was a bit of a buzz. And so Jesus was allowed to, invited to speak in the synagogue. Now, at the synagogue, uh, typically the service would involve a couple reading of scriptures. There would be a reading of uh, the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible. There would be another reading from uh, the, uh, the, 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 the Haftarah or the, the prophets. And then there would be the opportunity to, for a, a preacher or a reader to, to comment or to sit down and to speak about. So a visiting rabbi. So Jesus does that. So far, so good. But watch what happens here on the Sabbath day in the synagogue. Verse number 22, they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught as one that had authority and not as the scribes. So there was something different about the ministry of Jesus, something authoritative about the way that he spoke. Why? Well, obviously, he, Jesus is the Word of God, and he's speaking the Word of God, so he's the author of Holy Scripture, but he's speaking the Scripture for what it is, the authoritative Word of God. And the scribes of the day, those that would typically read and teach, did not view the Scriptures that way. They, they viewed the Scriptures through the lens of what other people have said about them what commentators have written about them, what some famous uh, predecessor who was a teacher said. Have you ever read those verses uh, where Paul warned about endless genealogies and, and not really understanding the law, but just wanting to be teachers of the law? You read all about that in 1 Timothy chapter 1. Well, that's what's happening here. They weren't so much concerned about giving people the unadulterated truths of God's word, they were more concerned about coming across as smart and being uh, smart teachers and being able to footnote and quote other people. And this rabbi said this, and this teacher said that, and I learned this in school. And it was very academic, but it was very dry and very empty. But when Jesus came and just gave the people the word of God, when people came, when Jesus came and just gave them the meaning of what the text of Scripture actually meant and how it applied to people's lives, the people were astonished. It, it just hit them like a ton of bricks. It was so authoritative in their lives. And can I just say this? That's what the Word of God ought to do. It ought to do that for all of us. That's why it's important, especially for those of us that are preachers, to make sure that we're giving people the Word of God. Why? Because the Word of God has inherent power. The Word of God is itself powerful. It is not our job to imbue the Word of God with power. No, the Word of God has power. In many respects, it's our job to get out of the way. It's our job to simply give the Word of God, explain it for what it says, and then to, to allow the Spirit of God to take that Word and to apply it 
in a big and powerful way to the lives of the people to whom it's been taught or preached or presented or written. And that's what Jesus is doing here. And people are just astonished at the weight of authority that Jesus brings. Now, look at verse number 23. So as the people are sitting there astonished at the authority of Christ and his teaching, the Bible says in verse 23, and there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out. So in that service that day, that synagogue service, as Jesus was teaching with authority, as people were astonished, everything seemed to be going so well. Well, in that crowd that day was a demon-possessed man. And the Bible teaches that that demon-possessed man interrupted the service. He cried out. So it kind of uh, changed the course of what was happening that day because you had a, a, a teacher teaching with authority. You had people that are listening and receiving, and all of a sudden, everything is upended by this demoniac man that's crying out. Look at verse 20, number 24. Here's what he said, saying, let us alone. How interesting. So the demon or demons that are in this man are saying, let us alone. So what's bothering them? The authoritative word of God. What's bothering them? The very presence and person of Jesus. So they, they want to be left alone. Let, leave us, let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. What a statement. You can only imagine what's going through the minds of the people that day as this, this, this demoniac man, the demons inside of him speak out. Leave us alone. We know who you are. Are you come to destroy us? We recognize your authority to judge us, to destroy us, to condemn us. We know your true identity. You are the Holy One of God. You are the Messiah. What a claim. Now, these demons aren't, aren't repenting. Uh, they're not coming to the mourner's bench. Now, this is what James describes in James chapter 2 when he says the devils also believe and tremble. You're the unseen demonic world ruled by Satan, the prince of the power of this air. Boy, they know who Jesus is. Now, there, there were people, obviously, that day that didn't know the identity of Jesus. And there were many in Capernaum over the years that never understood the identity of Jesus. But this unseen world of demons, they knew exactly who Jesus was. And they knew exactly what the battle lines were. That's why the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6 that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And we're seeing that any time the Word of God is preached with power, any time the Word of God is having an impact on the lives of people, as it was here in Mark chapter 1 in the synagogue in Capernaum, that we can know that the devil is going to fight against that. Why? Because his job is to steal that seed of the Word of God before it germinates, before it finds root, before it begins to show fruit in someone's life. His job is to upend it. 
And we're finding that happening right here. The battlefield, the battle lines are drawing, are being drawn right here in Mark chapter 1. Look at verse number 25. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. Hold your peace. Stop. Come out of him. So Jesus spoke directly to the demon. Come out of this man. Come out of this, this body uh, whom, whose life you're using as a pariah. Come out. He's speaking with authority. Now we know that the word of God is authoritative. We know that his message is authoritative. Now a miracle. Remember what I said? Miracles simply validate the value and power of the message. So the, the value and power of the message now are validated in that Jesus speaks to a demon, come out of him, and watch what happens in verse 26. And when the unclean spirit had torn him. See, that's just a, a tremendous picture of the devil and his minions, that they come to steal and to kill and to destroy. Instead of simply coming out of this man, they tear him first. They, they, they did give their, their final kick, the final, uh, the final uh, ravaging of that body. They tore him, the Bible says, and he cried with a loud voice and, and cried with a loud voice and he came out of him. So Jesus healed this man. Jesus uh, cast the demons out of this man and the people saw it. So the interruption to the message actually became a greater message, did it not? And how often is that the case in our lives? When the things that, that we think don't go the way that we thought they should have gone and the things that, that we would have, the way we would have planned upended the way that we thought things should have gone, a lot of times those are the opportunities for God to show himself strong in even bigger ways and even more powerful ways, as Jesus did right here in Capernaum so many years ago. So I hope that helps today. Jesus is the one that has authority, not only in his word, but in his works. And we can trust him, and we certainly ought to follow him, and we ought to have our eyes and our heart in the word of God, knowing just how powerful it is. So I hope that helps today. We're going to jump into verse number 27 tomorrow. So hold your place. Thanks for joining us today. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.